0: This is Michelle bringing you hope, hopefully bringing you hope, having only positive expectations. Wouldn't that be great if we could just turn our mind around and only have positive expectations about everything? Boy, that's such a challenge. I am the mother and the mother-in-law of recovering addicts and also the grandmother um, to four grandchildren but two live with us because of addiction and um, their parents are five months sober um, but they live in another state so it's, it's complicated but I am here to tell you that you are not alone and hopefully you know that. There are millions of parents out there who are struggling and the more I train, the more I read, the more I understand that even though each one of our children are unique, uniquely created by God, no two are the same. When you talk about addiction with other people, what they're going through, what parents are going through, there are so many similarities. Yes, your child's drug of choice may be different than mine, but what you're trying to cope with is very similar on a lot of levels so today i want to talk about natural consequences natural consequences and getting out of the way i'm um, i'm still reading beyond addiction how science and kindness help people change and it's by jeffrey Foote, carrie wilkins and nicole kosanke i'm probably mispronouncing that but it's beyond addiction how science and kindness help people change and this book is just loaded with great information again I just bring you hope and kind of give you something to think about I don't have all the answers I might have some suggestions on things to try I'm going to be starting PAL in our community PAL stands for Parents of Addicted Loved Ones and I'll be facilitating that and hopefully bringing hope to a lot of people in our community. So I'm practicing, I'm practicing on you. Um, but with PAL, they have that uh, educational components, so I don't really have to do any work for that. It's just showing up and keeping the meetings going and helping to facilitate um, just You know, listening, just listening. So today I want to talk about consequences and allowing natural consequences. Um, Natural consequences are the direct outcomes of your loved one's substance use that he would experience or she would experience if no one interfered. Their consequences are the, the costs by that they incur by using. Um, They can be emotional costs, depression, shame, anger, feeling out of control. It could be physical consequence, um, such as sleep disruption, um, financial problems. You know, if they lose their job, it could be legal problems if they get arrested, Um, like our son was found um, in his car. Uh, not unconscious but asleep and he looked unconscious so somebody called the police and um they had him get out of the car and then found meth in his pocket so there can be a lot of different consequences to um what what happens as a result of their using so um And most of the time, you know, overusing a substance will have negative consequences. Um, But as parents, you know, we often, oh my goodness, you know, we don't want them to lose their job. I was like that. I didn't want my son to lose his job because then he wouldn't be able to provide for his family. And we knew how important that was. We knew that he had to have food on the table for those kids. Um, So costs. You know the the consequences, the cost of those consequences can seem change. They can be the motivation that helps them want to change, right? so um and and what I like about consequences is from from our point of view, if we just get out of the way and let nature take its course, it's kind of like you know when i when I tell my grandkids um, don't go down that driveway because it's too steep um, on rollerblades and they don't listen and they fall. That would be a natural consequence. Now, if they're not using but they're, they're kids, right? And sometimes even though our adults or our older children who are using don't have an emotional age that is same age as what they really are Um, and so we treat them like a child and we want to catch them when they fall or warn them about um, certain things and um, we kind of get in the way of them um, facing those consequences so I'm just going to bullet point a few things here on how to get out of the way how to get out of your way Um, and so the first thing is to plan how you will step out of the way and so number one is to define the problem what what are and really sit down and think this through and even if you have to write it um, what are the potential and actual natural consequences of your son or daughter's uh, substance use is there any buffering um, his experiences is there anything that is buffering his experiences um, directly is there anything that I'm doing or you are doing inadvertently or purposely to deflect those consequences or the costs of his behavior Um, some of those might be like are you driving him or picking him up when he's intoxicated and he can't make it home Um, are you nursing him through a hangover are you taking on household responsibilities, child care? I did this often because um, I was worried about the grandkids. So I would um, let them spend the night because I knew mom and dad were out partying and I didn't know what was happening or what was going on. So I was fearful for their lives. So I would often um, take care of the kids when I probably shouldn't have. But maybe, I, maybe I did the right thing. You can't. You second guess ourselves but are you paying bills bailing them out of jail um, or preventing other legal consequences are you making excuses for um, absences or cancellations Um, or do you say things like yeah he's having a bad day or she's she's just not feeling well today or maybe you're managing their appointments for them you know that they're going to be late and you maybe they're supposed to go to the dentist and you know this dentist person personally and you want to give them a heads up and because that's who you are right that you know you don't you don't want to be um looked upon negatively so you call the dentist and say hey he's sick but you know we're getting in the way of those natural consequences and what will happen like let's say for that dentist is they'll get a bill because they were supposed to cancel 24 hours prior, right? Or maybe that dentist will say, you know what? Um, You're gonna have to find a new dentist. That would be, you know, those are some consequences of things that could happen. But remember that the consequence should be a behavior, uh, the result of the behavior um, and perceived by your loved one as negative. So, keep that in mind. we want the consequence to be uh, perceived by by your loved one as negative. So even if um, you know you you knew that your son was going to miss his granddaughter's um, soccer game, and so you. Woke up your son, but then he was mean to you because he was hungover, or um, you you suffered the ramifications of his bad behavior because you woke him up. What would happen if you didn't wake him up, right? And then he would have to face his daughter on his own when his daughter said, "Well, Dad, where were you? I really missed you. I wanted you to come to my game." And then when she's disappointed, maybe that consequence will be something worth him looking at. Um, The other thing, then, to get out of your way is brainstorm. So try to think of all the subtle and more obvious ways that you could change your behavior, your your response or your reaction to something he or she is doing. Um, How much could you stand? How, you know, what could you let go of to get... You know to make, help him see the consequence of his behavior, but when you're doing this exercise, write down all those. Just brainstorm. Just put them all on the on the page because the next step you're going to eliminate those unwanted ideas. And for me, this was always where safety came in. Well, how much how much could I let him suffer the consequence if I thought having a child's safety um, at stake. So really look at, is it safe to allow the consequence to happen? Um, Will somebody get hurt? So for instance, you know, if if they're using and you know they're using and they they aren't able to drive and they get behind the wheel, um, that's not only going to be dangerous for your child, but it it will be to somebody else too because they could hurt somebody else getting behind the car Um, so so one you know you define the problem and you have a whole page of those Two brainstorm uh, how you might change your behavior toward that problem and three eliminate unwanted ideas so ask yourself is it safe to allow the consequence because you need to be able to live with that consequence um, to eliminate any consequences that seem too dangerous or ones that are just so upsetting to you like you just can't do it you just you just can't and nobody can tell you what that is right Um, where you are in your recovery um and I I say that again because all of us parents are in recovery we are trying to recover from the trauma that uh, we are going through with our um, child as an addicted loved one so um, you know just just be honest with yourself for now write them all down but really ask yourself what could you live with so then the fourth one would be to identify and address potential obstacles. What might get in the way of allowing that consequence? Um, so would problems arise for other family members as a result You know, of him or her by allowing that consequence? And how will your loved ones handle the consequence? So maybe you know... You know, when our son was in jail the first time, we bailed him out because I knew that he was still going to have to suffer those consequences of um, his actions. I wasn't getting rid of the misdemeanor or the felony or whatever it was that he was going to have to face. I was just um, removing him from that environment, right? But the next time he ended up in jail, I thought, nope, not going to do it this time because I had heard a lot about jail therapy and there's something about going through the pain of having to live there. So the next time he stayed there for about five days, which I'm sure he has post-traumatic stress disorder from it. I, I'm sure of it. And I'm sorry for that. I, I'm deeply sorry for that, but it's his journey and he's going to have to work on that um, because it wasn't, I didn't put him there. I. I couldn't save him nor did I want to was it the hardest thing I've ever done oh my gosh yes go back and listen to that I think I um, posted um, a podcast about what do you do when your son or daughter is in jail and I was crying in that podcast it was really hard so um, but find out you know from from the consequences How how will he handle it how will she handle it Um, If they're mentally ill and they're not able to take their medication or something, you know, that might be a whole other thing that um, you want to guard them against, right? And um, nobody can tell you what to do. It's all up to you. And then assign a task. Decide how and when you will communicate your plan. So before you implement so you look at your list right and everything that you could do and then what you could live with and then you say okay I am going to plan on doing x y or z and before you implement that plan you talk to your loved one you talk to your spouse maybe your family and um you you say something like um Hey, I want to talk to you about this weekend and what you have planned. Um, I know sometimes, you know, the mornings are really tough for you because of you can't wake up. Um, and I'm sure that you would rather me not be the one hounding you. You're perfectly capable to get yourself up. So from now on, you know, I'm not going to do that. Um, but I wanted you to know that um, I'm confident that you know you're going to figure this out. But I I don't want to be the brunt of your anger when you wake when I wake you up and you don't want to be woken up. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna quit doing that. And um, I just wanted to let you know because that's going to be a change. So um, you know, if you do it. As this is in the spirit of change, and not as a punishment, you're not angry, you're not yelling, you're not spiteful. Um, you're just saying, as a matter of fact, you know, um, i I'm just gonna be trying something here. I'm gonna be doing this, and it's different, but uh, I think I think it'll work well. Um, so, and then, you have to let go, right? So the next morning, if that person doesn't get up, you got to get out of the way. You have to um, get out of the way with what comes with people's comments, you know, your son or daughter, um, you know, they might be angry, um, other people, you know, especially if they're going to disappoint your grandkids or somebody else and say, well, you'll have to talk to them about it. Like you refer... Talk to dad about that or talk to mom about that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, it's 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 not your life. It's not your problem. And so it's just saying that you are empowering your addicted loved one to take the consequences of his behavior. And in doing that, you're kind of saying, you know what? I believe in you. And I, I think you can do this. So... Um, and sometimes, you know, I've been where, but wait, I care too much to let anything bad happen, right? Um, I, it's really hard. It's really hard to let go. But it, even though it might seem uncaring or mean to somebody else who's standing on the outside, we can't let that deter us because people who don't live with addiction don't understand And it's not that we should be angry at them. They're just ignorant because you know how, you know, if you had to go out and fix an air conditioning unit, would you have the know-how to do that? I wouldn't. I'm ignorant about it because I don't know anything about it. So look at other people who are, you know, shaming you or looking at you like, wow, that person is really detached or how could she do that? Let it go. Let it go in one ear and out the other because... You are on your own journey, and you need to be comfortable. So by writing all these down and starting at least with one thing, start with one thing, um, it, it's going to make a difference, and you're going to gain confidence and courage. But the problem with protecting people from negative consequences is that it can inadvertently support you. Positive change depends on the experience of positive consequences for positive behavior and negative consequences for negative behavior. So sometimes, um, you know, the the pain is not going to hurt as much as the pleasure of using. So, um, but at least we're starting, starting someplace. And in the short term, hopefully... You know if we can start where we are and build on that we can get better at it so I hope this has helped you some today um, in, in going through the consequences of letting letting our addicted loved one have a quiet confrontation with them on letting them suffer the consequences how to get out of the way. One, to find a problem, brainstorm, you know, um, which parts of those problems what you're doing and how you can change. Three, eliminate any unwanted ideas that are going to be maybe um, dangerous or you just can't live with. And then four, identify and address potential obstacles. Like what might get in the way of allowing that consequence. So kind of um, look for Look for that, Um, and how will you handle the consequence of your addicted loved one? That, how will you handle the consequence of of what happens as a result? And then decide how you will communicate the plan. So, you you could talk to your spouse. I don't know about you, but sometimes I'll have this great plan and it'll be in my mind and then my husband will come in and he has no idea of what I'm doing or what my plan is and he'll um, say something that'll jeopardize the whole thing and later I'll have to side and say hey this is what I was trying to do and you kind of sabotage it he's like oh I'm sorry but um you know we can't always see that on the front end either so and lastly get out of the way right get out of the way and let them suffer that consequence and know that um you've already done the work you already know that you can live with this and um, all you can control is yourself and Hopefully that eventually the consequences will hurt so bad, the pain will be so um, insurmountable that they can't overcome and they'll want to quit. So um, we can't control that, but we certainly can um, change the way that we react and we respond to what happens to them. So today, God bless. I'm praying for all of you. And I'm confident that we are going to get through this with hope. God bless.